0: Very fitting. Welcome back to the show, everybody. 9.20 on this Friday morning. J.R. Simmer, Matty Vowles is in for Hammer, who's uh, off on his uh, holiday. Minivan acquired. They're on the road. (laughs) And uh, Philadelphia Freedom, I'm not sure if Chuck Fletcher feels uh, that way or not. Maybe there is a sense of relief because, as we talked about earlier this morning, uh, hints that something was going down uh, in Philadelphia today have been confirmed. Uh, Chuck Fletcher, the general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, has been fired uh, about four years after taking over uh,
1: with the Flyers. And is it official that Danny Briere is taking over? Uh, that was in one of the release- I I just saw something also on Instagram from yeah. somebody's tweet, and it did say that. Okay. Uh, and I believe that had come from the president of the hockey team who Dave Poulin had referenced. And I so no sorry, he's, yeah, sorry. Well, the the
0: uh, Olivia uh, Reiner, who covers the team for the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, says he has been named interim yeah. GM Danny Breer.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to assume that they'd go on a search. I know Daniel Breer is well thought of, JR. But to me, um, boy, not having much experience. I think you need a little more than that. And then other people say, hey, get somebody fresh and new in there. Uh, we'll see. And as far as Chuck Fletcher, one of the best people you'll ever meet. And part of him getting that job was his dad's relationship with Bobby Clark and Paul Holmburn and hey, uh, certainly well thought of, and like I say, a great manager of people. Uh, but unfortunately, between Minnesota and now Philadelphia, it's just never, uh, yeah, it, it's not a real clear roadmap. And unfortunate building and trades and signings and drafting, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers right now are a hot mess. Yeah. Uh, Danny Briere, of course, tons of local connections, grew yeah. up uh, here uh, in the area. Be interesting
0: to see, uh, and, and. It's, it's interesting. With uh, interim GM would suggest, uh, I mean, it suggests to me. I don't know it's just the same thing to you. Is mm-hmm. that's caretaker for now. Yeah. Um. I would think, given the fact that he's he's been working on the uh, on the management side of things for a while now, that he would have interest in the full time role. Yeah. But to your point from earlier this morning, mm-hmm. that maybe the Philadelphia Flyers uh, will have a bit of an epiphany now. The organization I'm talking about, like the Edmonton Oilers, where it was like. We don't need any more of the, and that's not suggest that Danny Breyer couldn't do a good job, mm-hmm. but maybe we just need to cleanse everything of of everything that's historically been aligned with the Philadelphia Flyers, whether it was at a successful time or an
1: unsuccessful time, and go right outside of the organization yeah. and bring a completely fresh set of eyes in. Yeah, and again, much like Edmonton, you've got all the advisors, and that's always kind of been the feeling, right? The direction, and of all things, Ron Hextall got fired, and it felt like a lot of that had to do with the handling of hearts and whether he should be recalled. Uh, but yeah, you'll all have to get on the same page. And then the next phase of this is interesting. I believe Daniel Breer, I remember looking this up, uh, he played for Torts when Torts was an assistant coach in Arizona under Jim Schoenfeld. So there's a relationship, but very similar and even more so this whole dynamic of the manager coming in or who it is, John Tortorella is an interesting cat and how you're handling that and whether your hands are tied to torts, JR, that's a big part of the manager's thing. I'm not a John Tortorella fan personally. I I think that that ship has sailed on embarrassing people and being obnoxiously rude to the media and everything else. I don't like it personally, so um, that could either, well, it'll help Daniel Barrier, but Who's coming into that job, man? You got a, you got a coach there that is certainly a strong, strong personality. And how is he going to go about this whole process? And I think in most times he actually weakens your assets because like I say, the embarrassment game of what he does to people. I just not a fan of it. Mm.
0: Uh, to our interview with uh, Eben Novi Williams, the reporter from Sportico on the sale of the Sands. A couple of uh, texts coming in on that. Mike and Bridalwood, great interview. Well-spoken journalist, knowledgeable. A treat to hear. I wonder if uh, a new buyer flips the Canadian Tire Centre into a big housing development after securing Le Breton uh, and uh, does development there as well. Uh, a double return, as it were, which makes $900 million sound cheap. Uh, why uh, are we saying this is expensive? That comes from Mike in Bridalwood. Uh, Mike, yeah. I mean, hey. There is certainly land, uh, you know, uh, w- whether, and I would think that, the, you know, if they build downtown, the CTC is a teardown. Yeah. Uh, and something goes there. But there is, I mean, that's a... V- I know it's in Kanata and I live there, so I'm a bit biased, Mm -hmm. but that is, you know, that's
1: a busy part of town. Oh, sure. That that, that land would have some some real value. Oh, it does. And I I, I think that the, you know, extensive land and talking to people that used to run the franchise, I think the value of the land is about a hundred million Jr. But like anything else is going to be factored into the deal. The next part of that is is that zone to be commercial or residential. And probably what you don't need in Kanata is another shopping mall when you've got the centrum two miles away. And I love Tanger Outlets, but yeah, what is it being developed into? Uh, what is the cost to tear down the building? Hey, these things are all factored in, but I still think at the end of the day that there is people out there, there are people out there that are obviously very fascinated to want to be a pro, a pro sports owner now. And the idea, which is also hilarious, the fact of, well, it's $4 billion to own the NBA team and it's only billion, $1 billion to own the NHL. I'm like, okay, well, you know, last time I checked the NBA and the NFL, you don't really need to sell any tickets or do anything to make any money. Certainly not the NFL. And they're certainly, the Phoenix Suns tend to be a a little sexier than the Ottawa Senators, and that's not to denigrate any of it, Jr. but I really go back to Carolina and how difficult it was, you know, again, for Carmanos, that thing was for sale forever. I mean, this uh, just overnight with, I guess, Vegas coming in and Seattle and the TV deal and everything else that goes with it, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, I wow, and just great news for Ottawa.
0: All I know is this, uh, that I'm thankful. I, three girls, they've, uh, I, I taught them all how to drive in the uh, Canadian Tire Center parking lots when they were empty. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't zigzagging. If you park there at game night, I wasn't zigzagging while the game was on. Uh, but you know, that, 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 that was nice and wide open. Yes. There were a few light (laughs) standards in the middle of the parking lot. And they're, you know, when you first start the first time they're driving, there's a bit of a concern. You've got about a hundred meters on either side of that light pole. As I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I do have my left foot at the ready to hit the brake if necessary. But a key, key part of growing up uh, and uh, teaching my kids how to drive came in the Canadian Canadian Tire Centre parking That's where lots. you need the old They'll school. They'll be
1: missed. Well, you need the old school car that has the emergency brake chair. Yes. Whatever happened Well, I guess they are on there. You don't even know. It's now down by the foot. The other um, part to it. Um, yeah. Um, now, oh, I was going to say with the driving was phase two to go to the centrum and then figure out how to get out of there.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's a life of its own.
1: That's that's basically (laughs) like going in, but, um, no, it's, uh, like I say, I, I'd love to, and we'll, we'll get more and more. Um, but again, one of the things to be really clear on that, I, I just think there's people out there that think Gary Bettman's sitting there and telling them who to own the team. Like I said, he went through and credit to him back in the day when you had to find owners for NHL teams, you're going to get some suspicious characters, right? I mean, it wasn't exciting when, was it Oren Cooleyus and Len yeah, Berry? O- Olin, I think. <laughs> Olin, got, you know, bought the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Spanos thing with the Islanders. Like there were some real embarrassments, but at that time, even for the Ottawa Senators, JR, like you had to work forever just to find somebody that was not only willing to buy a franchise, but understand that you were going to lose money annually, no matter how well you did. Well, times have changed. And like I say, it is pretty incredible. Uh, to imagine this volume, and, and I would also say this, Jared, of the nine people that are now here, the one thing you won't have is anybody that's shady. Like, that is part of the final nine, even. That would have all been vetted as to who you are, what kind of money. Even in, for what do I understand, to go to the viewing room, mm-hmm. the one thing they don't want is just people showing up to get their name out there and do Although that.
0: Although the reporter, Eben, did say, right, that they are going to be able to... Uh, it's quickly going to be apparent among the nine bidders yeah, yeah, that put
1: in a bid. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be separating even that group pretty well, quickly. Well, as well. I, I assume a simple transaction, and again, not knowing exactly. But if hey, if, if five or six have come in at 750, yeah, you'll be eliminated right away. What are the real bids? Uh, who's really interested? And then, gosh, you get into the building itself, and and how the whole Le Breton project and. How much you can get ahead of that, but like I say, it's it's I, I can't imagine anything's guaranteed other than when you buy this team for a billion U.S. year, you're going to own the Ottawa Senators, you're going to own the CTC, and you're going to own the, a land around it, a- and also you do have the ability to you know the,
0: the and car. you have the memorandum of an agreement yeah, it, it, with the NCC
1: it, exactly that's, for, a, for, that's for, an important piece it is for sure, but it is only the parcel of land for a building which is completely different when the process went when we had the two bidders back in the day with Rendezvous. That was for the entire thing. That was the whole thing of, okay. And one of the people I talked to for a couple of years that backed out um, from this that had a group in the United States said, hey, the minute it became just a parcel of land, there was no interest. The interest was at the time, the ability to to do so much with the building, of course. And we know this from traveling around the centerpiece of a sports arena, multi-purpose, not a football stadium. A multi-purpose sports arena is incredibly attractive. And you travel anywhere in the world, and I use DC all the time, even what they did in LA back in the day JR with the original uh, what was it called a uh, 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 staple center uh, mm-hmm. now the whatever Forex or whatever it's called oh well,
0: i went to crypto.com oh, okay. now okay. it's uh, well crypto.com okay. is no more oh right, that's so. true
1: um but but you know point yeah you just you travel around i remember years ago cleveland uh, their building was outside the city then they went downtown it it just it's a it's a game changer for cities and which also leads me to believe that you know that would be uh, with the mayor in place with everything like the ultimate goal has to be to bring it inside the green belt and ultimately i think it would uh, everyone would have probably think with the light rail and everything else that LeBreton flat should be the spot
0: all right so again uh timelines is outlined uh by uh, evan noby williams of uh, sportico uh that uh, in pretty short order it sounded like a matter of uh, days or maybe within a week or two they're going to separate uh, as i said kind of uh, of the of the, of the the nine bids that have come in, they'll be separated out to, I guess, some finalists, as it were. Those yeah. groups will be invited, he said, uh, to come to Ottawa to mm-hmm. tour the Canadian Tire Centre, presumably tour uh, things like uh, La Breton Flats and maybe some other downtown locations, which may still be in the running, potentially, uh, if they decide uh, that it's maybe better off in terms of a real estate, a real estate play. To uh, build somewhere else, as opposed to uh, Le Breton because mm-hmm. uh, I still think that's a possibility. Would have to be, I yeah. would think, given the valuation that they put on it, anyway. Uh, but still, he said something in the spring.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, is uh, his timeline of yeah. what he believes this is all going to happen. And for those that don't know, they're kind of wondering about, you know. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the reporters from Sportico, these guys are all, that uh, come from a, a long background at Bloomberg. Yeah. So they have some deep, deep ties into the business, the, yeah. well, worldwide business community, yeah, but exactly. the American business community in particular. There are a lot of deep connections in there and that's where... There may be a connection within the NHL offices as well yeah. for this information they're getting, but it would, a lot of it, I'm presuming, would also come from the business.
1: Team. Yeah, very much so, and also to the group that's handling the sale. Jar, you know, again, they are and they have been hired and rightfully so. The unpronounceable thing that starts with a G, exactly. Yeah, and, and hey, they handle these transactions and they obviously know what they're doing because <laughs> a billion Canadian or a billion U.S. for the Ottawa Senators. Like I said, if you're an owner of an NHL team. In your wildest dream, 20 years ago, $130 million Canadian investment. And I know there's some loss on it, and there's certainly some debt and everything else, but it's amazing. A couple of things that I think, first of all, um, in the last year, uh, in junction with the board and the Melnick family, they have done an incredible job, JR, of, of reinventing the franchise, mending a lot of fences, to my point being... It still would have sold for close to this and they never spent a dollar. So to me, it tells they care about the franchise. So I'm going to make an assumption that they keep a little piece of it or want to be part of it. Just my thought. And then the Ryan Reynolds angle, I think is really interesting because would he switch with a group? I think he absolutely would because I never believed for a minute he was going to pile all his own money into. He doesn't have to, but what he can do for a revenue stream right. on the side yeah. is really something m- way more intriguing than all these concerts share. When you recognize what he's done with a, a, what are they, a third division soccer team, Wrexham, fifth, fifth division, like, come on. Soon to move up to the fourth division, yeah though, but, but Yeah, exactly. I've but you're, big you, year. you're thinking about an NHL team and what you would be able to do. Because, you know, at the gambling thing, we'll see where it goes. And, and TV, you know, it continues to go up. How far can it go? But that is truly an untapped revenue stream for professional sports in North America, that if you looked at this in this market like Ottawa, and wanted to create a global global brand. Well, he's done that for Fifth Division Soccer, right? I mean, it is really, that is neat. To the point being, yeah, does he end up, and I, I guess I'm also just a bit surprised that he teamed up with somebody. Like, he must have a pretty good idea that Remington's got a real chance, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he would have announced that long. Like, we said that, hey, you think he'll wait till the very end? Well, that's not the case.
0: All right, so there's your off ice uh, sends update. Uh, your on ice sends update uh, sends update is they won last night a topsy turvy roller coaster game uh, out in Seattle. Five four was the final. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk about that. Set up the sends weekend ahead and uh, talk about everything else going on on a busy sports weekend. Uh, that's when we return right here on Sports Radio TSN 1200. Ah, oh. there's our updated version of the Friday song.
2: <laughs>
0: what is that? <laughs> That's the Is original. That,
2: one. Oh, okay. Okay. There's that's so the, many in the system. And, oh, okay. That's okay. not
0: the that's not the double one we're used to. With the boom. exactly. Yeah. But that's you know what? That's good enough, Maddie. You're filling in for the first by next Friday, which will be your last day filling in for him. I'll right? be
1: all over it next Friday. Well, except, I'm also co-producer because I told him he needed to play this now, Jr. Right? We true. always
0: get it right now. That's a good point by you. And and Maddie, like me, working on fumes as Oof. far as staying up to watch the Sen's game last night. Uh, so, uh, 21 minutes to go, uh, before the, uh, end of the show, before we turn things over to Steve Lloyd and, uh, AJ, G- uh, Jackie Beck sitting in co-hosting uh, today alongside uh, Kenny Walls for In the Box. Uh, it'll be a uh, Lee Creature this afternoon, uh, and Big Red on the drive. And then we've got, uh, 67s hockey for you tonight. Kenny will be at TD Place Arena as the 67s will take on. The Mississauga Steelheads for a seven o'clock faceoff as they kick off three and three. Uh, by the way, we'll also have another great edition of She's Got Game tonight for you at six. And I'm sure that Michaela and Vanessa will be all over uh, the appearance yesterday by the uh, uh, four members of the Canadian women's uh, national soccer team, mm-hmm. including Christine Sinclair, appearing before the Heritage Committee about their ongoing uh, issues with Canada soccer involving payment and pay equity and uh, everything else that was. Uh, well, they came off really great. I'm mm-hmm. not sure mm-hmm. some of the politicians did yeah. uh, between uh, some of the usual political grandstanding, realizing that uh, the average person may actually <laughs> be watching and be interested in some of this. So I'm going to look like I'm uh, uh, a person who has very knowledge about this when they came across uh, some of them the complete opposite
1: way. Yeah, and also, but I digress. Yeah, and as you go full circle, talking about the OHL, you're also interested the boys were touching on uh, Hamilton moving to Brantford. And I, I miss the Brantford Alexanders. Uh, I think by a year or two, and I yes. I think they might have moved from Brantford to Hamilton originally. Is that correct, or do you remember? Uh,
0: it was uh, it was one way and then back again. I believe because I I uh, when I was went to school in in Hamilton at one point the team yeah. was in in Brantford. Yeah, and then I, I saw believe- Al McKinnis score a goal there playing oh, for the Kitchener Rangers, nice. shooting at about a million miles an hour, and it hit the seat <laughs> three down from me and broke
1: it in half. Is that the old Mountain Arena? Or no, no, no oh, you're talking Brantford. Brantford. Okay, and yeah. and I think at that time Niagara Falls because of Burt Templeton. Uh, they ended up going up to North Bay. But anyways, uh, come full circle, new building, and curiosity as to whether or not they'll ever move back to Hamilton. So from the OHL standpoint, uh, interesting not having much in the Toronto GTA area, and now not having anything in Hamilton, and that's, I guess, the formula if you're trying to well, find- a team in
0: Hamilton, no? I, I, I'm sorry. Well, they're moving to Brantford, though. Yeah, only because they're refurbishing the building.
1: No, but it also sounds like that they're going to build a new building in Brantford, and they mm. maybe won't return- Doesn't sound like, you know, Ann Lauer, who, well, uh, Kenny was talking about it, just how great of a job Ann Lauer does and how he wanted to stay in the building during the refurbishment. And the city said, forget it. Um, So it sounds like things are a little strained there. And I I think Kenny also said they're up to about 2,400 season ticket holders. And I wouldn't even begin to know, but I don't think I've ever been to Brantford, to be quite honest with you, or even how big it is. Home of Wayne
0: Gretzky. Absolutely. Uh, You get to to downtown Brantford off Wayne Gretzky Boulevard. (laughs) Uh, Which is uh, uh, just off the highway Which runs through And right beside The Wayne Gretzky
1: Sports Complex Which includes the pool No love for Keith Jones? No Uh, uh, Is uh, he from there? Yeah, Jones used to joke though About the uh, whole connection there uh, Back in the day And one of the few uh, Not a lot of kids even come out of there That are professional hockey players
0: Okay, 9.42, so the Sens, let's take you back to uh, last night's uh, game out in uh, Seattle, a real roller coaster of a game. The uh, Sens, uh, I don't say as expected, but uh, coming off a couple of days off, stewing over that loss uh, against Chicago, came out firing last night, put three pucks in in the first uh, eight minutes. I don't want to say home and cooled, uh, but they look like they're in good shape. Eh, Not so much. It was 3-1 on a shorty for Seattle. Then after two, it was 3-3, and then Seattle went ahead 4-3, and you're thinking they're going to blow this lead this may be the death knell for the playoff race. But they (laughs) bounced right back. Giroux got the game-tying goal in the very next shift after Seattle had gone ahead. So let's take you to uh, just over two to play, game-tied at four.
1: Stutzler from center, flares it down inside the Seattle end. Takes a bounce, picked up by Giroux. Here's Giroux along the boards. After a shift change, just trying to get some help. Sanderson holds it in to the corner to it. Sends it in front, scores! Puck is tipped in front. And I believe Pinto's got his second of the game. You know, boy, this could be interesting here because it may have gone off
2: Will Borgan as well. Alex DeBrinket may get credit for this goal.
0: There you go. There's uh, Dean Brown and Gord Wilson. And Gord uh, was right upon review because it did look like, uh, to uh, Dean's point, that Shane Pinto, uh, who was coming in, had uh, had the tap in at the side of the uh, at the uh, lip of the crease. But instead, uh, Borgan actually put it into his own net, which. Really, when all things all things being equal, when uh, Ottawa had three, uh, Seattle three of the the first three Seattle goals were all bouncing in off the Sens. Uh, the Sens got a bit of a break on yeah. the uh, game winner. Uh, Dubrincik ends up getting credit for it, and the Sens win five to
1: four. Yeah, and that term puck luck, which I don't believe in, Jr. But it was in that case. And for Dubrincik, who hasn't scored at the same volume, uh, you just have to chuckle at some of the chances you get, and then all of a sudden that one goes in. And also to the Drew goal. It was just really cool to see the way he handled that as a right shot and in not even really getting a lot on it, he, he just almost pushed the puck in, into the high corner. Like it was really a uh, pretty precision shot, made it look easy. But when you watch the replay, uh, that was a, the timing of that goal, along with the type of goal it was, was a, was a beautiful one.
0: All right. On text at 121200. Uh, good morning, guys. My daughter lives in Vancouver. I bought her tickets for Saturday's game uh, as one of her Christmas gifts. She says the talk around Vancouver is, quote, the Canucks need to be more like the Sens. Cheers. That comes from Jim.
1: Yeah, Jim, I, I and again, I'm sure and it's hard when we cover it because if we mention anything positive about the Sens, people think, or even negative, well, you work for the Sens, whatever it is, JR. Oh, but there's no doubt. And when you have Dave Maloney on, and he is talking about Brady Kachuk and talking about that and, and the players that they have and Stutzla, yeah, uh, there's no doubt. And then going back to the whole Philadelphia conversation, JR, I just don't think we're in that world anymore. Like, I, I don't believe that the educated hockey fan doesn't appreciate the draft and bottoming out and, and recognizing it's the only way to get it done now. Like like New Jersey, right up the road. Uh, Rangers was a little different, but I think that was a bit of luck with the whole foxing and some other things that fell on their lap. The majority of teams, you're not going to go back to the days where you, well, you did trade for Eric Lindros, but you also bought him, right? Um, you know, you have to do this properly now. Otherwise, I just don't think fans are going to be in... in, in to our point being, I think every fan base now will embrace a rebuild when it's done properly like Ottawa.
0: Yeah, they've been spending their wills in Vancouver for a long time. Uh, and, and the thing is, I mean, it's interesting in that in, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Elias Pettersson. I know you're a little bit less so. And mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes, man, what he's doing statistically, yeah. um, this is, you know, he's, he's coming into the league and putting up numbers that we rarely see for defensemen. So in terms of building block players, mm-hmm. you've got a couple of really nice young players that are just coming into their prime. Yeah. Uh, if you start with that, and then you kind of can strip down around that, and mm. you've got a seemingly a good goalie in Demko, yeah, if he can yeah. rediscover his form, yeah, that's a pretty nice one-two-three yeah. uh, to start off with. And then if you can start to uh, mix and match around it, and just get your act together regarding the rest of your roster, mm-hmm. I don't know that it has to be like it's been here in Ottawa yeah. or it's six years, yeah, because uh, you're you're start you're not starting completely from scratch,
1: oh. Oh. but. No, it, it is doesn't seem to be the appetite there. Hasn't well, been it? Yeah, and 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 again, also when uh, you know you look at different things, and they had was it you uh, levy or whatever that yeah. f- a fourth pick overall. You also just can't miss on your drafts, like we talk about uh, Stutzla to to, to to Kachuk to Sanderson versus what some other teams have done there, and then the other mixed messaging you have is the decision not to let J T. Miller go is a sign that you want to win now. Well, all of a sudden, I guess you could say a little bit like Matt Duchesne, but at least you could trade him now all of a sudden you want to go another direction and you have to get rid of Bo Horvat, who's your captain, and all of a sudden keep JT Miller. you know what I mean? That, that's a real, you know, that's a sign of poor leadership, right? And understand what is the direction of the franchise going to be. And now when you've made your bed, and I even wonder for a guy like Brock Besser, you know, what's the real value of the player? And as you said, you got a real nice starting point, but by the time you turn this thing around, yeah, where are you going to be at? And you need some high drafting.
0: Sean and Greeley was not... Happy with that version of the Friday song. Said that version of the Friday song sucks. Don't play it again. That's from Sean and Greeley. So, Maddie, you're unnoticed. I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to make it up to uh, Sean next segment. Oh, wow. Oh. I figured it out. Is that okay. legal to play it twice? I don't care. Okay. I'm I'm calling an audible. <laughs> I just, he's he's I need a to tired, redeem myself. He's Hammer, a tired guy Hammer, who wants to Hammer, end the
1: week uh, on a high note. Okay, because I, I know you know Hammer's listening. and uh, Hammer
2: has eight pages of sound effects. <laughs> okay. He has eight <laughs> pages. Like, the first three of them yeah. have, like, almost 100 buttons.
1: But i also say this, Maddie, and it's probably Big Red or Bunda. Like, whoever did this before, I was chuckling because this is the exact same thing they did. Because I could, as soon as it goes into that funky kind of dance version, I'm know right away. <laughs> I don't know, that's not the right one. So, it, it's the same. I think Hammer does this on purpose as well. Yeah. You know, oh, simple yeah. Simple fact time. of
2: trying to make the other producers look bad. But so we're yeah. going to cheers to the freaking weekend next okay. segment. All right. Good, okay, good, talk. Okay, dog. okay good so
0: you're, you're, telling, you're telling the good listeners... That there are at least, uh, just on the three pages alone, 300 sound effects?
2: So the first page is 94. Oh. Then there are over 100 combined God. with the next two. That's where the magic comes from, everybody. Yeah. Okay? He's trying to apply confusion to the people that sit in for him. It's a master plan for but he anyone knows that builds a security. job. Every single thing is. Well, that's what I mean. That's like, why. That's why he does it. I do not. It takes me forever to find. things. And that's why, because forever well, is too long. Well, you'll you know, never you learn. Lock yourself in that
0: studio all weekend. So by the time Monday show rolls around, you'll be ready to go with all the great sound effects. Or not, uh, or just get some sleep. We'll see. <laughs> All right, nine forty nine. Uh, this text comes in at twelve twelve hundred. Don't give a damn about the cost, legal parameters, etc. Just get the damn shovels in the ground and build the arena already.
1: That comes from D. Would I be right in lining up that probably this fall they would be in the Bretton Flats right now, JR? Had this been done properly? uh, uh the uh, if was it was
0: two thousand fifteen. Actually, I thought it was, was two thousand and twenty. The first time I heard about okay. it. And then timelines yeah. was 2022 actually, okay. which okay. was last year. Yeah. Now we're looking at, boy, best, boy, if they hurried everything <laughs> along, like it's, it's, it's what, end of next year? Yeah. I would think sometime next year before we actually see shovels and ground. And then you're looking at, like, I think we're looking at, I'd be spitballing here, 2026, 2027. Yeah. But what also is kind of
1: interesting is the team for where it's at year, along with the change in ownership. It doesn't feel like the same thing, because I still think there was this, and how many times did you have to put something out that the team's not moving? Because there was also kind of this feeling of, well, if a new building doesn't come, eventually they're going to have to leave Ottawa, right? So that that part, you know, and I'll also say this, like, you know, I'm not using the amenities or anything, but CTC is a great place to watch a game. And I don't walk in there like I used to walk into some of the old NHL buildings, even like Long Island, and be like, oh, man. Uh, Detroit, you know, the Joe Lewis arena. You're like, God, you got to get rid of this place. I, I don't feel like that with the CTC. Hey, still a real good spot.
0: I'm already sick of Ryan Reynolds. Get this thing moving and get it downtown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So people are getting, uh, they're getting antsy about this entire thing, but yeah. you know, this, the, the, you know, the story yesterday, the stories that have been around now for mm-hmm. the past few weeks. Uh, the, you know, the rubber is starting to meet the road.
1: Oh, it totally is. I think, you, I think yeah. uh, the process is is well, well on its way now. Oh, and to getting uh, hey, uh, solved once and for all. Go go back twenty years ago when you're begging, like you're begging people to buy the f- team to keep it here. You're giving it to them: the team, the building, the land. Here you can have. You can even have having Parliament Hill if you want. One hundred and thirty million Canadian. Like, hey, be super thankful that there's a bidding process. Like a bidding process means more than one person is willing to take it on. That that you just have to be thrilled with if you're a Sens fan.
0: Speaking of the Brantford Alexanders, it's local boy Mike Bullard's birthday oh, no today. Way. Wow. Former NHLer, uh, as you know, cheers. That comes from unsigned. Yeah, I've, I had oh, Mike down on my list of birthdays you? today, which okay. includes okay. your close personal friend Tuca Rask. Yeah, yeah. Is how old do you <laughs> think
1: Tuca is? You'd know because uh, you were in drafting. Well, we drafted him in 05, yeah. so he would be 36.
0: 36 years old. Yes. Former Sens, Tyler Mott, 28. Andy Sutton You're an expert, Andy Sutton
1: <laughs> Is 48 years old yeah. today First uh watch Andy play And he was playing at the University of, I think, Western Michigan And saw his first pro game And met him and his parents outside of the Hamilton Arena As he had signed with San Jose And I think was playing for Kentucky The uh, farm team of San Jose back in the day A big boy, and uh, at that time Thought to be kind of coming in as a tough guy I don't think it was necessarily ever that But uh, turned himself into a pretty serviceable player You're an expert Still one of the greatest
0: post-game interviews of all time, yeah. certainly here in Ottawa. And that was versus Pittsburgh? Yes. Everything's always versus Pittsburgh. When it comes to uh, any historical Sens playoff thing, most of it involves Pittsburgh. Yeah, good Well, because they played good them point. five times. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we got a code word to come before 10. Stand by for that in our great Sens jersey giveaway. And uh, we'll have the pair of landmark movie passes to give away as well. So stand by uh, for that. little little winning for you as we wrap up the show. Sens coming off a 5-4 win in Seattle. It's on to Vancouver Saturday night. And Calgary on Sunday, and all here on TSN twelve hundred. Here we go. And Oh there we go. There we go. Maddie I figured it out. People got to let the
2: Jameson sink in oh. on a Friday. <laughs> Get that JMO. Lots of JMO flowing last weekend at my brother's wedding. Yep. Maybe some JMO this weekend too. <laughs> there you, you go. got to let the Jameson you sink in. You made
0: it to the finish line oh. after a late night last night. Your first morning working with us. You got it all. And now the template has been set with nothing but magic all of next week. Maybe. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Congratulations, uh, Ron Beauchemin. Uh, Ron, we drew your name, and you have scored yourself your own, very own uh, customized Pro Adidas Thomas Shabbat number 72 jersey. Uh, we drew your name in our Great Sands Jersey giveaway contest. Uh, So uh, congratulations to you. Ron will be in touch in the next few days with all the details and, again, more code words coming up for more throughout the day here on TSN 1200. All right, we're going to end with a little bit uh, more winning as well because we got uh, our TSN 1200 Friday Flicks Contest. Uh, With our good friends at uh, Landmark Cinemas, Uh, tickets to see the movies. Uh, Well, by the time we get the tickets to you, it won't be for this weekend, but you'll see a movie in the future. Uh, If you'd like to win the tickets, call us right now. Uh, 613-750-1200, star 1200, free call on bell. Put everything on hold for a minute. So if you're listening on a smart speaker and the iHeartRadio app where we're on delay, Mm -hmm. you'll have an equal opportunity. You should start calling right now. (laughs) <laughs> if you're listening the old-fashioned way on the radio, you can wait probably 30, 30 to 45 seconds. Caller number 20 will win uh, TSN 1200's Friday Flicks. Tickets and treats for two. Uh, a voucher to Landmark Cinemas. Uh, reward your love of movies with Landmark Extras. Movie reward program. Uh, join for free today at LandmarkExtras.com. And you can check out a movie before you watch The Sands uh, or listen to The Sands this weekend because uh, they're playing late, both Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, now, uh, Simmer, you're on the pregame show tomorrow night. Yeah, all right. Uh, in Vancouver, so that's eight o'clock, eight till ten. Yeah. Uh, is there a commitment though to the full game on Sunday night? Because I know you're not a Sunday night no, hockey no, kind of no. guy.
1: No, I'll watch uh, two periods. Two. On okay. How, yeah, you you yeah. promised a period
0: last night, and you didn't even you didn't even get to that. Yeah,
1: but at least I was honest. You know, I wasn't doing the old. I watched six games last night. <laughs> Uh, you know that routine. I saw so all the games. Uh, let's give let's give a little credit here. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I did watch the highlight package, which in essence of our talking points, even for four hours, doesn't yes. really extend much beyond that. So it's I thought I of made
0: that, a very lucid point today about the uh, the defenseman activating. I, I noticed head. that. Yeah, I've started noticing that, but yeah. la- and it was Holden last night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is Holden like mm-hmm. deep diving? Right, you know, into the right into the offensive zone. And I was like. Hang on, Zub's been doing that lately. And yeah. then I noticed Branstrom the last couple of games that he's played uh, and obviously Hammonick hmm. getting the two goals, including the one where he he's down in front of the net. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, uh, most certainly that is something new that they're starting to incorporate within the yeah. game plan as far as getting the other defenseman other than Shabbat and Sanderson and now Chikren uh down
1: uh, deep and involved in the and offense. And you watch the entire game and that gives that's entire game info. Yes, that's exactly. not that's not Johnny one period where nope. you just come to a conclusion. This is watching multiple <laughs> periods for many nights and <laughs> it is true though and, and you know and what Pooley said day uh, JR makes a lot of sense. Hey, you're not scoring much 5 on 5 and and now when you watch as well uh how natural Chikren is with that and you add in as I said, I think there's some spots where Thomas Shabak could be a little more coy about it, come in a little slower and maybe hold the lane a little bit longer Hang instead in. of yeah, Hang and I, I because so much of his mentality uh goes back to playing so many minutes, right? So you're you're kind of, you know, he'd enter the zone even with the puck and it's like, okay, I'm just going to make a soft play to the net and then I'm going to peel off. Uh try to hold that a little bit and that's been really neat to see chickren has got a a real natural nose for that.
0: All right, you're going to have to bake this into our um, whether you're going to watch the game on Sunday or not. This is the time change weekend. Oh, yeah. So we're springing forward Saturday night into Sunday, and I'm I'm not smart. Okay. I can never remember whether that means I'll be even more tired on Monday because I'm getting less sleep, or am I less tired on Monday because I'm getting more, I think, because the show is starting I you see I don't even know. Technically, it's
1: starting at five a.m. Starting at five, yeah, and so it's I'm going to be more more tired. Well, I think you just on a Sunday you just uh, throw in an extra little nap time, Jr. You'd be good to go. Then you also think about the later day on Sunday when that sun's setting around seven o'clock. Yeah. You're just like, okay, I can sense spring is around the corner. It won't be long before you'll be out on the on the course. You should be mapping oh out the God. course. Oh. Should take out your your little uh, charts there, your shot chart. And kind of walk around. Don't
0: think that I'm not doing that in the knee-deep snow. I'm looking at my... Well, uh, wa-
1: and you'll be watching the golf all weekend, yeah. right? And players just how, ch- I love players' Championship. I, how would I handle the 17th hole here? What would I be using? Would, uh, would you go with a nine or a wedge? Uh, I would probably go. It uh, would go.
0: It was, was one thirty-four yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I would probably be actually an eight iron there. Oh, okay. I want to okay. be sure. I'm, I always want to be longer as a front pin yesterday. By the way, did you uh, did you note how many balls went in the water? That was one of our questions. Absolutely, for Zach. I did. Uh, 16. 16 balls and, in the and, water, yesterday. and also an ace. Hey? There was an ace, yes, a hole-in-one yeah, there. Yeah. Now, those are very rare, but 16 yeah. balls in the water on 17. Uh, Zach, by the way, who played Sensor Sensibility, he didn't win, unfortunately, yesterday, which means Tuesday we try again to give away the Sens Leafs tickets for the game next Saturday at Canadian Tire Centre. All right, I think that puts a wrap on everything. Congratulations to Steve, by the way, who won the movie tickets, the landmark. Way to go, Steve. Enjoy the movies uh, and uh, the flicks on us with tickets and treats from landmark cinemas. That's going to put a wrap on the show. Stand by, because Steve Lloyd and A.J. Jakubek take you through the next four hours alongside Kenny Walls in the box. Uh, it's uh, Lee Creature and uh, Steve Bunda, actually, this afternoon on the drive. Uh, she's got game tonight at 6. 67s hockey. Kenny will have the call of the 67s and Mississauga tonight at 7 and then a full weekend ahead, including a couple of Sens games, more 67s. So enjoy it all. Look forward to uh, chatting with you again on Monday. Enjoy it. Be safe. Be happy on TSN 1200. <laughs>
1: Time has expired, there's the Hooter. Let's go to eat a damn snack.
2: Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Did a horrible job! I'd be up that guy's yin-yang so far with a firecracker, he wouldn't know what hit him. Surely!